This is the Reflector Reflections podcast. My name is Annie. Join me as we journey around the world talking with fellow human design reflectors as they experiment and navigate their unique design. Today's beautiful conversation is with Violet. Violet is a 3-5 reflector, a healer, Reiki master, sacred mother and full-time traveler. She's also half of the Reiki for Reflections that provide monthly Reiki sessions for us lunar beings, which I am so very thankful for. Welcome, Violet. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love that this is being brought to you from Violet's RV. She travels around the world. I've just got a, uh, I've got a tour and I'm so inspired to just live a nomad life, nomad life like you do. Thank you. It's, it's so much fun. Violet, let's talk human design. <laughs> so how did you get into human design or how did human design find you? Would you like to share that with us? Absolutely. So 2020, the world goes, you know, where. So um, I, my husband and I, and my, at the time around six month old, we were living in an apartment in Lakewood, California, right next to Long Beach. It was very crowded, very, uh, you know, close quarters. City life is just, there's lots of people around you, right? And I had a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of, you know, I was just picking up on a lot of the collective. I had my own thoughts and fears. And, and I have done a lot of work, like personal development-wise, spiritual-wise. And I was feeling the surges and the fear and just so much. And I had been in conversation with friends about, like, moving to Texas or moving here or going here. And so after a couple months, I convinced my husband. We talked about it. Like, we were like, okay, well, let's move to Texas or let's move you know, let's go see where we want to live, but we're going to, we're moving out of LA because right now LA doesn't feel good for us to live here. Um, and so on my way to Texas, I remember, I think I was, we were in New Mexico in our, we, we went on like a two, three week, uh, vacation and we just took our Subaru. We packed it up with our suitcases and we stayed at hotels for two, three weeks. And we, I think we camped like twice. Um, and, we were just going to check out Texas to see where do we want to live in Texas. And so on, on our way to Texas, one of my friends called me or we had a chat with, yeah, we had our chat on our phone. We would have weekly calls to support us through this difficult time. And she's like, do you know about human design? I'm like, oh, no, I don't. And so she checked out my uh, chart. She's like, oh, you're a reflector. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I don't know what that means. She's like, yeah, that's like one to two percent of the population. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then I didn't really think about it much for another, I don't even know how long, six months or so, something like that. Like I didn't really pique my interest that much. Like yeah, I was interested, but I it wasn't at the time there for me. And then coming back to LA and then getting, you know, we moved to my father-in-law's house to save money and to get ready to like move into the RV and renovate and all that. And then I think like when we started getting on the road or right before getting on the road, I started getting more interested in the reflector world and the human design world and adding myself to the reflector women's group on Facebook. That one specifically just had me be more interested because the group is filled with such vulnerable and like authentic people. It's not just people promoting things or, it's a small group too. So it feels safe and it feels very wholesome. So that's how I got started in this uh, journey. 
Wow. And when you found out, did you did it did you kind of go through that process of wow, this makes sense? Like when you go down the rabbit hole of really investigating, what does it mean to be a reflector? Did did you look back through your life and you just go, that explains so much of your past? Oh yeah. Definitely. It's it's been something that's been so powerful for me to understand why I've been so different from people, why I've always felt like an outsider, even in my own family or even in my close-knit friend groups. I've had to have reassurance all the time from people like, do you still love me? I'm like, yes, you're my brother-in-law or you're my my um, cousin or you're my friend from this time. Like, do you still love me? Do you? There's always that question of, am I still accepted in this group? Do you still value me in this group? So it's shed a lot of light on my past and it's given me a lot of completion and power to step forward in this next phase of my life, knowing that I have this unique energy type or these unique skills that come with being a reflector. Yeah. Can you share with us, if you're comfortable, being that third line growing up, the trials and tribulations that you must have endured um, and being a reflector, how, how did that affect you? Like through school, if you went to school or, you know, work and things like that, how did you, how did you navigate that? Hmm, that's a good question. I haven't thought a whole lot about it, but what comes to mind is specifically around relationships um, I think is it, it's also like bonds created and broken. Is that also, does that resonate with you? I think it's either that one or five because I'm a three, five. So relationships, I've had relationships where I would be with somebody and then we would break up and then get back together and then break up and get back together. So that was kind of something that I had to navigate and get to the source of like, why do I keep doing this pattern of breaking up and getting back together with the same person? Why can't I just like end it and be okay and move on? So I did that a few times and I've since then gotten complete with that pattern and moved on with my life. Um, and then there's also like as far as business or um, business or figuring out what I want to do with my life. So there are so many things that I love to do that I have a passion for and I've I feel like I would take two steps in one direction, get bored and then go do something else and then get bored and go back to the same thing, get bored and go back to something else. And, and just that pattern and never actually growing in one direction because I'm so busy switching gears and trying different things. And then and then on top of that, being with a, with groups of people getting swayed by their influence. So trials and tribulations has just been quite uh, challenging for me. Yeah, it's like the jack of all trades, master of none. It, fe- it, it feels like that for reflectors in a way until you kind of figure out who you are. But I guess as you journey through and you're experimenting through life, it can often feel that way, I think, for reflectors and most of the reflectors that I've spoken to. It's like that's a common theme for us. Um, we share that with, the, I guess, the manifesting generators, don't we, where it's kind of like up and down, up and down like a roller coaster. It's like we mm-hmm. get bored try something new, get bored, try something new, get bored. And then we don't have the energy to complete the thing that we were changing to. So then it's like, oh, now I feel like crap because I 
now I'm beating myself up because I'm lazy and I don't have any discipline and I, you know, all the things people have told me are true, so I should just give up and now I'm depressed. And now I'm going to watch TV for two weeks. Like, I literally had this, like, pattern of just, like, being excited, let's go, and then just, like, crashing and just being, like, F everything, I'm going to just veg out and, you know, don't bother me, I'm watching my show. Um, and then another impact of all of that is for quite a while I just like stopped trying like I stopped moving forward I stopped having really big goals and ambitions and it wasn't until I got pregnant with my son that I actually started like I had a new literally literally new life in me like I had a new breath of fire in me and I started getting newly back into doing things that mean something to me and that make a difference and that's around when the magic lighthouse was born and if you know I figured if I'm gonna have to work if I'm gonna have to do something to pro provide income to you know provide something for the world I'm gonna make sure that it's worth it to be away from my son because I'm very uh very serious about having like being in his life and if I'm going to have to go to work, I'm going to make sure that it's something meaningful and that makes a difference and that I can harness and, you know, amplify and scale so that eventually I don't have to be gone so long. And I can choose to if I want to and I don't have to because I need it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And that's so beautiful that you say that. I think the making of a mother is something that's very near and dear to my heart. Matrescence. Um is something that we we go through we journey as women and uh, when we become mothers because we're really up against how we were raised from our mothers and then what society deems of us is a good mother so we sometimes we hit that wall of what does it mean for me to be a mother am I taking on the opinions and conditioning of my mother am I taking on the continue conditioning and opinions of society or am I just going to journey through my motherhood experience so being as open and intuitive as you are it looks like you've just gone I'm going to do it my way and this is how I'm going to do it I do my best <laughs> I do my best so that's being on the road and being away from family and friends and familiarity and you know the the same streets that I'm used to helps me to consciously create and decide and choose in the moment. What am I going to do? Am I going to do this? And there are lots of times where I still act from my past and I still act from my traumas and I'm still growing and learning like just as all of us are. And it's it helps to literally be in my own aura, in my own life, doing my own thing with my husband and like we're a unit. And we have to also, it's uncomfortable because it's like this is it. I can't go to my mom and ask her to come and watch my son if I need something like I need to rely on my partner I need to work it out so that it all flows and uh it is challenging um but it is also rewarding yeah so your family makeup can we talk about that you're in close proximity all the time so you know the uh reflectors need space can we talk about like what's in your aura every day um, as far as human design type, my son is a generator, my husband's a projector, and <laughs> my son and I, we are constantly in each other's fields. Right now, they're on a drive, and hopefully my son is napping, and, you know, they give me some space to be here with you, um, and I feel like with my son, he's like part of me, because he literally came out of me, <laughs> and being in his aura a lot is good, 
sometimes I do notice I get tired and I have to like lay down and just like let him play or I'll turn on a movie or something and then just recharge myself and that's something I've been doing lately is letting my husband know like hey I need to lay down I'm feeling really drained I'll lay down for five ten minutes and I can get back up and start over uh and then with my husband projector energy he also doesn't have you know endless energy because projectors have a lot of open centers and whatnot and he's also learning his you know human design and we're all just kind of going along and my mom is a manifesting generator so that has explained a lot from my childhood because she is like projects projects let's decorate 50 cookies by you know two days from now I she works all day from like 9 a.m to 6 7 8 9 p.m in uh, the family business she manages the chiropractic office that my parents own in Torrance it's called back in action uh and my she's a massage therapist on the weekends and yeah so she's she's busy so I've grown up making myself wrong because I'm not like my mom and I want to be like my mom and I want you know approval from society or from her so I try to keep up burning myself out I literally remember this time where she invited someone over to teach them cookie decorating and I was trying to learn with them and I was getting frustrated because I couldn't get the frosting just right and I got so tired that I had to go lay on the couch and just like I was like I'm out like I'm done that's it like I just squeezed out some paste on the cookie and I was like all right that's enough for me so it's funny because I don't know a lot about I don't know I'm not an expert in human design but I've heard people say that they get burnt out in generators energy so I'm not sure what's going on there but I for sure feel that and sometimes I would be jealous that I wasn't a, a manifesting generator I'm almost done in progress I'm just like ah, I'm flowing uh uh, not jealous, but like I would wish that I was a manifesting generator because I have so many ideas. And then when just recently there has been a gate, the I don't remember what it is, 3240 or something where it's like we have energy and a manifesting generator energy. energy. Yeah, we had that. Like, last was, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I feel it. I'm good. I'm going. I'm going and going. And then just like at the end of this past year, like right, you know, a month ago, I was like, dang. I'm not I'm not jealous anymore because this is tiring like I, I had the energy but I'm like okay I'm good like I'm I'm complete on that desire now like I'm ready to just go back to my chilling ways and getting stuff done when it flows so I love that you say that because that is that is real it's um when you you don't know what before you knew human design or before I knew human design it's like you you often would try and pit yourself against people not in a not in a bad way, but in a good way going, oh, that person's doing that. That's really inspiring. And I'm, I'm going to try and do that too. And, and I think as reflectors, we do, we, we kind of like pit ourselves against people. And generally they are the manifestors or the manifesting generators because they're the ones that are out there doing it. And they're really confident. They're really outspoken. Um, and we just can't keep up. And you're like, well, I don't understand. Like, why can't I, why can't I do this? Why can't I keep up? And then you kind of find human design. You're like, oh, that's why shit and then you go through that phase of going oh they tell me I don't have energy for this and I don't have energy for that and I've just finished recording with somebody and we were talking about that saying I don't know about you but there are times where I can generate do you know what I mean a crap ton of stuff I'm but then I need to go away and have a little break but when I generate I generate really well 
And so now that I've leaned into my energy a little bit more and gone, okay, maybe it's not like this, like a manifesting generator, but when I've got the get-go and I've got that green light, it's like... The only frustrating part is when I want to keep going because I'm on a roll and I'm tired and I'm like, oh, shit, just, I just needed another day you know, just to finish this, but you can't. You've just got to honour it and go, mm, okay, done now. Mm-hmm. Have you found and that? Add, and then add kids and then add, add partners, add life circumstances, just like, oh, man, it's like the biggest disappointment is just like being on the roll. Like, oh, I'm just now starting to get in there. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> so it's just like surrendering to now's not the time. You'll get the time. It'll happen if it's meant to happen. And that's okay. Yeah. And that is true surrendering, isn't it? As a parent to just think, as you are saying before, I get all these ideas. And I think that's something that we as reflectors I hear it all the time. It's like we have so many magnificent ideas and it's just frustrating because we want to act on them all. <laughs> we want to go, this is amazing. This idea is so unique and amazing. And then somebody else starts doing it and you're like, damn it. Why couldn't I do that? But it's like, we can't do everything. And throw in kids and as you say, throw in a husband and throw in life where you just get into a role. And it's like, I can't finish this because you need my attention and that is more important. But God damn it, I want to do it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Let me be my flag. My husband's actually really started working with me on that. Like sometimes I will just say, um, I'm in a creative flow. And he'll be like, right, kids, let's go. Hey, and we've learned to to do that because I need that. And sometimes it can just be a couple of hours or it could be just an hour if I want to, you know, sit and create music or something that I want to do. I need to honor that and I need him to respect me to honor that. I'm sure mm-hmm. for you that's not as easy being on the road. Yeah, we're we're yeah, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't and my husband and I are both like we're both learning each other's habits and we've been on the road for now 8 months so we're we've adjusted to the new lifestyle that we've been in and like I said like he took him for a drive like all of our friends naturally decided to leave about 10 minutes before our podcast was starting we said our goodbyes we took our son to the um to a drive and it was like okay now it's time for the podcast so if there's anything that i want to share with other reflectors listening to this is can i give a couple things that i have learned that really support me is like there's three things one being a reflector is something that has made has been made up, channeled, someone communicated this to us and we're agreeing to this this thing. Like it is something that empowers us, but I also want people to not feel victimized by it that you're just like subjected to this thing that's happening to you. Like no, it's not happening to you and you can use it. It is something that we experience and we can use it to our benefit and to our power and it's like by your choice. So that is like a high level thing to kind of grasp, but I want to make sure whoever's listening to this that needed to hear that they heard that and then the second thing is make promises to yourself write it down write it down put it in existence in reality on a piece of paper on your calendar app tell your partner tell your environment like i have a podcast at 1 30 write it down and then three is en- enlist your team call in your team 
the way that us as reflectors are going to go far is by having other people in our lives. I know we like to be around other reflectors because it feels like a sigh of relief. We don't have to be anything or do anything. And we are tribal people. We do need the generators to do things and to, you know, use their gifts. And we need the manifestors. We need the projectors, the manifestors. We need everybody. So, you know, whenever you, when you're ready, you know, don't force yourself to do anything. Don't be afraid to have support and to ask for what you need. A lot of people have a hard time asking for what they need. And I'm here to tell you that people want you to ask them for their support and for what you need. They want to be a contribution to you just as much as you want to be a contribution to them. So allow them to. And what I say about number two of writing things down and make promises. Um, I was just looking out the window. Uh, writing things down and making promises is that when you begin to set declarations into the world, it's like speaking spells or casting spells or, you know, like making declarations is a powerful thing. Words are powerful. The universe, God, whoever you want to call it, will just make things work and align so that everything will work out for you and your highest good and it all will come together. So those are the main things I want to let you know, or I wanted to let anyone listening to this know that I've really been getting a lot of power from recently. And uh, yeah, that's, those are my biggest things that I want to share. Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. It's so true. And that brings me to really delve into you as an energy healer, like you're a Reiki master. When, how long have you been doing that? When did you get initiated? How, what was your journey into getting into energy healing? Uh, so I'm actually going to launch, I'm actually going to release a podcast episode where I recorded this morning when I woke up early because my son woke me up at 6.30. Yay. And I was like, yeah, I'll just get to work. So I talked a little bit more about like the defining moments, I guess. But it started out just like just having an interest, having a curiosity, meeting people who were in the spiritual healing community and and also going through a really bad breakup where I was like, got a lot of my own karma back to me. I had, I've had lots of things. I've had a mental break. I've had like a break in my psychology that I learned a lot from in 2014. And I got to like, uh, I believe there was a walk-in experience, but that's a whole other story for another time. And so I like over these times, I've just had lots of different experiences that have like broken me open a little bit more and breaking open to to create chaos to to create breaks but also to create space for light and for love and for growth and healing to come through and in 2017-18 I had an experience with at a rave of all places where I was giving someone a hug and they were just like, at first they were kind of, they had a little like shaky, nervous energy. And then after the hug, they were like grounded and they looked at me and this guy's a doctor and he's like, are you a healer? And I'm like, oh, a doctor thinks I'm a healer. So yeah, sure, I am. And that just like kept, I was just like, sure, let's play with it. Like I am what I declare, right? So. Oh, I love that. I am what I declare. <laughs> oh, yes. Keep, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it is true, right? especially as a reflector um, and anybody really. So in 2019, I 
got my Reiki master training done um, the weekend of Cinco de Mayo 2019. It was great. I did it with my father-in-law, which is also an interesting story and really cool. Um, and since 2019 to, yeah, like about a year and a half, I was just practicing on myself, friends, family. I started like taking clients. Um, it's like been such a blur since 2019 till now. I've started taking clients at some point. I would start with doing donation based and then actually charging. And now like two days ago, I uh, went to my friend's house and we did had five back to back Reiki sessions. And it's just been quite magical and wonderful. And I've been teaching a little bit here and there for a year, about a year. And now I just launched my online Reiki training course. It's a level one foundations course. So where I'm all about creating the foundation for yourself and your healing journey, taking it slow, giving yourself the tools to, you know, come into your own and taking what empowers you and leaving the rest. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I can't get that out of my head. Can we go back to 2014 where you say, that there was an experience there with walking. Do you, do, do you, have you found that prior to 2014, um, your life, is it, is it a blur? Is it? Mm, kind of. It's, it's interesting because uh, I feel like I, there's still some work for me to integrate and to kind of like figure out or, uh, since I've been back in LA, actually, a lot of that, that from that time, from those, it was like a two month period where I was just like in and out of my own consciousness. Um, so a lot of that's been coming up and resurfacing and I've been getting new understandings and downloads from, from that time. But yeah, pre, pre, pre 2014, I still remember a lot of it and a lot of it I don't remember. And I'm, you know, for a while, like, I had a friend tell me like, oh, you had a walk-in because I was telling her about the experience. And I was like, oh, what's a walk-in? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe. And then now looking back, I remember there was a specific moment where I was like looking around and everything just looked so archaic, like, like, like I was in the Flintstones. And I remember just looking around like, wow, these, what are these? And then like feeling like I'm an ape. Like it was weird. Like I'm like this Neanderthal with my phone, like, this alien technology like what is this <laughs> but it was weird like like feeling my uh, it's just weird it is weird like it, it's also it's also a symptom of not drinking enough water and not eating enough food and not sleeping I had gone through a lot of um I had gone through a a lot of intense weekends prior to this experience and I was pushing myself and pushing myself and you know, like, wow, I am who I say I am because I had just learned about this concept of like our words create our world and in, in a whole new level. I'd known it before, but I was like high on all this new like training that I had and I wasn't taking care of myself. And I didn't have I had my mom telling me like, hey, you should take it easy. Like you should rest because I was like going to work, getting up early to drive an hour and a half to work, then getting off work early, driving an hour and a half to go to this place where I was like putting in like hours until like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock every day 
to uh, help with these, um, this program that I was part of. And everyone is just so like, I got to do this. I got to perform. I got to do this, that, I don't know, no one noticed that I was kind of starting to act strange. And eventually, like, I, it led to this mental breakdown that I had. And thank God, you know, that I'm safe and that I didn't crash my car when I was driving. And when I thought my car would turn into a horse, like I'd, I was pretty out there. So it, I weakened my own physical body and I weakened my own aura and I made myself extremely susceptible to other energies. Um, and yeah, normally when I talk about this, it's a very triggering, not triggering, but it, it is a very... Uh, like it amp it kind of invigorates me a little bit and I get a little like whoo like it brings back a lot of the past but right now speaking about it I feel pretty grounded and I feel like this is going to help people and even while I was going through that like literally being out of my mind like feeling like something else is in control and being in the back watching it happen I feel like I had multiple different energies in my body take over walk in like demons like uh, at one point I remember my mom showing me pictures of myself, like, see, that's you, that's you. And I was like, yes, yes. Like pretending like I knew who that was when I didn't recognize who was in the picture. And I s was observing this consciousness, like, oh shoot, I took a body of a girl who has a family that loves her. Okay. Like, like, whoo, that is intense. So maybe I was just crazy and I was just having a crazy experience. And that's what psychologists would probably say. And I saw a psychiatrist. I saw a psychologist. I saw life coaches. I had like a virtual exorcism of like from this energy healing person. Uh, I had a lot of support. I had a lot of chiropractic work done on me to help align my, my centers. My stepdad's a chiropractor. And it really took the whole community of like my fam, my parents, uh, my, I'm like, ugh. Like, I'm very present to the love that I have and the support in my community and my, my parents. <laughs> so it really took the whole community to, like, bring me back to me. And it was when my parents took me to the, the last person that he, they took me to is a family friend. And he's like, yeah, so what's going on? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just experiencing all this. By then, I, it, it had been a while that I've come out of you know, I've been more and more grounded to who I am, sleeping a little better, eating more, like, 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 I don't know, calling myself back into my body. It's just the weirdest thing. And he's like, yeah, like, he's like, you're good. You're good. Like him telling me that I'm good and like going to him and being like, am I okay? Is this normal? He's like, yeah, that's normal. I went through something very similar. You know, it's part of life. It's part of growth. And just having him share with me and this is someone that I look up to that I'm normal I'm good and this is like a, a natural thing that will happen if you burn yourself out and don't eat and don't sleep and think you can run off of uh <laughs> think you can run off of like I am a powerful being I have said it now and now I don't need to eat like no you need to eat you are in a physical body like that's why I tell people take care of yourself that's why when I, from, from when I came out of that and I took my time to reintegrate back into society, reintegrate back into personal development work, thinking very slowly, now whenever I would notice somebody like on one of my production teams or something, whenever I would be like 
helping to facilitate courses, like if I see someone is falling asleep at their desk or at their station, I would be like, go to go to your car and take a nap. Like, don't even go home. Go sleep in your go sleep right now because you are burning yourself out. And I during all of that experience that I was having, I knew that I was going through it for a reason that I would one day be helping people. So I was like, all right, like I needed to experience what it's like to push myself beyond my capacity so that I could tell people like, don't do it. It's not worth it. I did grow a lot, but it's not worth it because the time to integrate and to come back in, I could have done that consistently through like daily meditation or like going for a jog every day. You're not just like you can't. It's not. That's not. The, that's not the way that happens. You have to experience it. For the record, I know I it's so I frustrating. Crazy. I don't think you're crazy at all. Um, no, <sighs> walk-ins are really. It's. I digress here on this podcast, but walk-ins are something that is generally can be two things. It can be something that you've, in a soul level, you chose to do this. Like you went into an agreement mm-hmm. with, with, with another being that said, okay, I'm going to get to this point and you're going to come and take over. And that's the agreement that you have mm-hmm. because it's needed. You needed that, that one soul needed this experience up to now and then the other one comes in and goes i need i need this experience other times it's like it just gets too fucking hard um our separation from self can be brutal it can you know be just i've got to go i can't i can't be here and, and the other another soul will just go okay i'm gonna i'm gonna hold my hand out i'm take i'm taking over i got you girl so mm-hmm. and i think that profound things come from walk-ins and mm-hmm looking you could probably like look at your life now and go okay up until that point I was probably living really shallowly and now look at the depth look at the beautiful work that you're doing um but it came through pain but everything comes through (laughs) beauty comes from being uncomfortable you know growth comes from being uncomfortable sadly you know healing's not easy we like to think that it's all sunshine roses and flowers but it's fucking hard it's it's Mm -hmm. hard human experience is is really difficult so I uh thank you for sharing that um I know that wasn't easy so I appreciate you just talking about that because it's happens to people and as you say it'll Mm -hmm. help somebody yeah thank you for listening and for making it easy to share and there's a lot more that I could talk about it but yeah maybe that's good for now (laughs) okay well I'm totally there. If you want to talk about it, I, yeah, I have a couple of clients who are walk-ins and wow. yeah, it's been, been, um, <clears throat> it's, it's huge. Well, even just to, sorry, I know <laughs> even just recently, even just recently I had this experience where, so doing Reiki, um, so there's another podcast I listened to that mentioned that Ra Uruhu was saying how, uh, reflectors like are there we do god's work or like we're the essence of you know whatever god wants is what we are here for so i feel like reiki is one of those ways that i do god's work and whenever i do whenever i do an attunement on someone and i empower them to become a reiki healer or i do a session on someone something in me upgrades or something in me shifts excuse me so some things from the psychotic break or the spiritual awakening you know, whatever term you would prefer that happened in 2014, I had have come back full circle t- recently and I've had completing 
events happening that have tied a bow on all of that in a way. And I've like seen myself like shed my skin. Like when it first happened back then, I remember feeling and seeing this like old lady in me dying. Maybe that was one of one element of my soul as another you know, element of my soul was coming in, walking, who knows. I feel like I still have part of myself. I think I'm what they call like a braided, but I'm not an expert on this. Um, and then recently when I was in a Reiki session, I started seeing this like old lady again, like dying. And I was like, okay, not right now. Like I'm not here. I'm not interested in this, like going on, don't, going down that rabbit hole. I will acknowledge that I saw whatever's happening and I accept whatever upgrades and like, uh, uh, up leveling that comes from it and I'm coming at it this time from a place of being grounded from a place of being uh, I'm in charge of my body and I'm in charge of who and what and whatever energies and whoever physically wants to come into my space and my aura like I'm not open to just anybody anymore and that's different from back in 2014 because I didn't know all about all of this stuff so that's all. Beautiful. Thank you. Oh, so that Reiki healing, we were just saying off air, you know, traveling around and being able to offer the beautiful work that you're doing as you traverse the country and get into those different energies and gets into those ley lines and gets into all of that. I, I'm just in awe of that, you know, because one energy healer to another, like being able to draw on the land, being able to draw on different places must be so empowering. How does that look? <laughs> Sorry, my husband was just digging out. Like, <laughs> She's like, behind what is he doing? <laughs> He's like, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> what, what? Fine. Is it all subtle? Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is like this is this how is it life. is. You know, exactly. It's just like, yeah, my kids uh, are home too. It's just like, it's just life. Like that's that's how it goes. Like we're not. I'm not a professional podcaster. Uh, it's just like this is life. This is what happens in in real life. Kids. Kids are going to play. You're going to hear them. The dog's going to scratch at the door or run around. I don't know if you've ever watched a couple of the episodes on YouTube. Probably haven't. But my dog sometimes comes in and does zoomies in the background. Oh. <laughs> and he's a big dog. He gets caught oh up gosh. on the energy because, you know, yeah. when, when you know, as a you just get into this space yep. and you're just like, and he goes, they love it. it's time to go. It's time to party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, she's like, hey, you can't do this. Anyway. I was asking um, with your work, with your Reiki work and being on the road and what we're talking about off air, that traveling to traveling, traversing the country and really Mm -hmm. picking up on the energies. I I'm so inspired by that, that you get to do that because one healer to another, it's like picking, just really drawing up that beautiful energy and being able to help people in different areas is just again another beautiful thing that you're doing can you talk about your work and how that looks for you on the road yeah absolutely Uh, when I first started being on the road most of my so before being on the road I started doing these healing events online with my friend and we were doing Reiki with Theta healing and we started this thing called rewilding 
And we did it every month, once a month for a whole year. We just completed our last one in December. So we started that before we hit the road in May. We started in around December, January last year. Um, and from from that, like that kept me grounded and kept me going in the work of Reiki and making some money here and there. I, you know, my main thing is being a stay-at-home mom and we travel and I didn't, haven't had a lot of time to just focus and dive deep into my Reiki work going in places, but we started out doing online events and then I did a few Reiki for reflector events. I, I did like one by myself and then I invited another friend who's a reflector to co-create those with me. And then that was really nice. And I haven't done any online stuff uh, since December, but in, uh, and I had this vision that I would be traveling and just like giving Reiki to people, whoever I would feel called to give Reiki to. And I felt called to give Reiki to one lady the whole trip in person who she's an owner of a RV campground in Alabama. She's Hungarian, which is I'm Hungarian. She was part of the L.A. Hungarian church, which I used to be part of. And she knew the dance ensemble, the Hungarian dance ensemble that I used to be part of. And she's from Torrance, which is where my family is based out of. And we met in Alabama and she had gone through a loss and she was having a hard time and like I wanted to I, I felt really called to giving her this Reiki experience and I asked her she's like I was like you, this is kind of different and weird like are you interested and she's like oh, I'll think about it and she came the next day and she's she brought me flowers and she said oh I was like do you want your Reiki she's like yeah yeah I would and she had a really nice experience and it was very peaceful and relieving for her peaceful releasing and um it was just so magical. And I think I had like one other friend or something Reiki wise. Um, and then I hadn't done a lot of in-person Reiki for six, seven months until I got to Sheltered Cove in Northern California, which if you are interested in a really cool, magical little bubble, like hidden away 45 minutes through a winding small road through the forest to get to this little beach coast kind of like trapped in time lost in time it's part of it's part of this place called the lost coast which is because the freeway was bypassing that part of the coast because there's such a magnificent like forest mountainous area that the builders were like fuck this we're just gonna go around it so now there's this little land that we were drawn to because land is so affordable there because it's so far um, and there's such a special community there of just people that love to live a quiet, peaceful life with nature. There's deer everywhere. You see the ocean from your front yard. Like we had an oceanfront view for a month in the RV park that we were at. And it was just magical. So I did. I met uh, this woman who owns this metaphysical bookstore there. And we became like she became one of the people that was like our she was like a totem for us to attract to her because she said that. God told her that if you build it, they will come and that we were part of her prayers of being answered to come to the shop. And my husband and I both like he he does this funny like spiritual comedy where he channels this being called Indigo Star. And he talks about like aligning your chanclas, which are like sandals in Mex in Spanish. But he says it in a way that's like really funny and like it just it makes it. It's, it's a powerful meditation that actually does stuff, but it's like through laughter and comedy. And then I had she connected me to a bunch of her past Reiki clients that she used to have and it's yeah so I did like 
a bunch of Reiki sessions there. I did five back-to-back Reiki sessions inside of a lighthouse, inside of the lighthouse at Shelter Cove, like in the lighthouse. And that's a whole magical story of how that came about that I'm going to talk about my podcast one of these days. Um, had no idea that I would do like uh, Reiki in that lighthouse, but I had a meditation that that I had a my a visual a visualization and a meditation that was me in a lighthouse doing Reiki, and we manifested it. So that's where it got reignited, being in person doing Reiki, and that was in November. And I love that. I remember you posted about that, and it was like all of a sudden you were like. I got it. And it was just like, yeah, you know what I mean? Cheer, cheering her away from here, Australia. She's like, yeah, she's doing yes. it. Yes. Now I have to go to Australia and go to some lighthouses and do Reiki in the lighthouses. I don't know. When times, when, when it happens, when it flows, but when, and then coming back to LA, I didn't do any Reiki. It was, we've had a very challenging time being back here and fulfilling. And then it wasn't until like two days ago that I did like five back-to-back sessions again, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Again, I didn't eat every, I didn't, I didn't have my, I didn't bring myself meals. So I was like, Violet, you should have learned by now. I had snacks. So this time around, I, I've learned and I took care of myself. I went and I got some snacks after I was done. And, you know, I'm learning too. You know, it's all, it's a process. Yeah. You have a human body at the moment. Yes. <laughs> Currently have a human body. It's, it's probably hard to yeah I could I could understand that from that walking perspective it's very difficult to uh to lower yourself to this human experience <laughs> but yeah, it's, we have to eat to survive mm-hmm. yeah. thank you how can um so you've got your podcast and you're uh, do you do do you do you blah, blah, blah. do you do sessions um, where people can book in with you from around the world. Like, can we talk about that? How pe- how people can work with you? For sure, I do virtual distance healing through Zoom or phone or whatever technology, because um, energy is physicallessness, or it's not physical. Uh, and energy is everywhere. We are connected by energy. So you can go to themagiclighthouse.com and click on Reiki and the Reiki thing or magiclighthouse.com slash Reiki. And uh, there should be a link there to fill out a form. And that's pretty much it. You can also message me on the Magic Lighthouse on Instagram at the Magic Lighthouse. And we c- I can send you the link for that. And it's pretty straightforward. We just get on a call. Usually it's either 30 minutes to an hour. And I channel the Reiki to you as if we're in person. And I give you some, sometimes I get psych, psychic messages or uh, things like that. And I'll share with you with w- what I receive. If not, usually the healing, the Reiki speaks for itself. I feel like the less that I try to do to like show that I'm a, I'm a healer. See, let me tell you, let me prove it to you. The less I do that, the more the person gets from actually the Reiki itself. It's the universal energy that connects us all. So I try to have that be the main star of the show always given what we need not what we want mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and your course so you were saying you know you've you've launched this beautiful uh foundation reiki course um how can people sign up to that is that through the website as well uh i need to yes 
Yes, it is. Um, I'm in the process of updating my website. So if you don't see it right away, you can always go to my Instagram and I have it in my link tree. So you can go to at the Magic Lighthouse, click on my link tree, and it's I think it's the first link on there. Um, otherwise, I can send you the direct link to think. It's a Thinkific course, so I can send you the direct URL. It's a little long. I can tell you what it is if you want. Oh, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. it's Magic Lighthouse hyphen academy hyphen 3f80.thinkific.com. Sign up today and sign up today and receive a free 30-minute Reiki session to everyone who signs up by February 14th. I'm running this promo because I love you all and I also want a challenge. So bring it. Fill up my calendars. Honors. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Fill up the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so very much for being here with me and talking all sorts of random i love that um i love that we just get on these calls now and just have chats it's so good it's yes. so good and are you planning on doing any more of your reflector reflections sorry reflector that's my podcast um the reiki for re <laughs> yes i am <laughs> the reiki for reflectors because that was beautiful and it's so nice to um the offerings that you gave like you gave two offerings and i realized that must you know that's energy expended for both of you and amanda but it was so good to be able to come to this one from mm -hmm. little here in australia um and just be around other other people other lunar beings so thank you for doing that but when's the next one we don't have a date actually amanda and i are going to reconnect soon this coming week and we have other plans for reflectors we have um, other experiences that we want to bring forth that will involve Reiki, that will involve other things, movement, embodiment, dance, sensuality, um, all kinds of fun things. So stay tuned. We definitely want to do another Reiki for Reflectors, but I think after the last two that we did in a row, we were like, okay, let's take a little break. <laughs> um, and if there's enough demand for it, we're happy to do it. We love it. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much, Violet, for being here, for sharing, for just being you and providing your beautiful gifts to the world. We appreciate you so very much. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for your platform, for your warm energy, your nurturing spirit. I just want to like come over there and give you a big hug and hang out with you and do some singing meditation, singing bowls and just like hang out. So one day, one day soon we'll be able to do that. One day. If not, Zoom. Zoom it is. Zoom's the Zoom new little room. <laughs> right. Thank you, beautiful soul. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye.